Thomas Malone. Ian discusses with me Star Trek Discovery. By the by the end of Discovery's first season, I was thinking to myself, this is probably the best first season of a Star Trek since the original. Because Voyager's season was terrible, Next Generation. It has a, I mean, it has a couple. Uh, I like Tasha Yar as a character a lot, so I was sad. To yeah, see me too. When when they killed uh, Michelle Yeoh, I thought, what the hell? By the way, I used to live in China six years. Nobody in China ha- knows anything about Star Wars. They won't know what you mean, and they don't also know anything about Star Trek. And I work with in IT, and I'm talking to people in IT over there, and I'm going like, holy cow, they, I can't connect to them over Star Trek, and they're in IT. Don't they know this is against the, the law in the U.S.? So <laughs> when I had Michelle Yeoh in there, I thought, oh, I know what's going on. They're big continent, lots of people, lots of people who could get in, you know, get on board with this show if they start making it a little bit easier for that culture to get into it. And then they named the, uh, uh, one of the ships, the, uh, I, it's Shenzhen of some kind. I, 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 I it's a Shenzhou. Yeah. Shenzhou. Yeah. And, uh, um, and that's a name of a Chinese city. So I thought, oh, okay, they're gonna, they're going to, you know, they're going to, try to work this in you know cbs maybe is going to sell the show over in china um but then they killed her on the second episode i think it was i go what the heck's going on here so that threw me off but then you know as you we both learned uh, after halfway through the first season into the next year they she comes back as part of that mirror universe and then i'm excited again (laughs) yeah that was a really cool take on the mirror universe because it, it, you know, it's it's steeped in Spock and the goatee from the original series is one of the more iconic. Like anytime a show, it's a very easily parody. Be it easy, easy to parody. I think I was trying to make up a new word there. Uh, <laughs> type of concept. And then the next generation didn't do a ton of mirror. And then Deep Space Nine would do a mirror universe uh pretty much every episode and O'Brien's character in it, Smiley became his own kind of identity. When, uh, when my partner was rewatching, or I was doing a rewatch of discovery cause she hadn't seen it. And she said, when, uh, when the captain died, she said, does she come back? And I said, I said, I don't really want to answer that. And she said, well, give me a, <laughs> and I just said, uh, Smiley, which was, uh, a mirror universe you know, just pointing to O'Brien's character. I'm glad that Discovery, the one thing that really irks me is it broke a really great tradition of having each Star Trek show is supposed to start off with a cast member from a different Trek. And this one didn't, and it bothered me. Uh. because. So the next generation, McCoy is in the first episode. And it's really, it's a tearjerker, especially if you're like really steeped in Star Trek. And I guess it was one of DeForest Kelly's last appearances. Uh, and he looks really old at the time. And then Picard is in Deep Space Nine. And, well, O'Brien also, but he was a cast member. And then Quark and Morn, and maybe even a Cardassian. One of the Cardassians, I think, is also in the first episode of Voyager. When Voyager starts in Deep Space Nine, they depart from there. And then Enterprise had to get really creative because it, it's a prequel. <laughs> so they had uh, 
they had Zephram Cochran from Star Trek First Contact. He was in the first episode. And they brought James Cromwell, who's a, I guess, not like a major, major actor, but he's been in a lot of big stuff. Babe, he was the uh, shepherd. Uh, but he was in Enterprise, and that was a big draw for UPN, I guess, to get a guy like him to be on TV back in 2005. And that was really cool. And leading up to Discovery, I was like, okay, the one thing I want from the first episode is they have to figure out a way to just even like a, you know, and even I guess the reboot series also brought Prime Spock back also. So that kind of counts. Um, but they didn't do that. But now they have Sarek and Spock and P- Christopher Pike, and I'm sure they'll do tons of other original series stuff. The guy who plays Christopher, well, okay, yeah, you're right. The first season did not have Christopher Pike. Uh, that was Captain. That's, yeah, okay. I can't think of anybody. Well, Sarek, was Sarek in the first season? Uh, he was. I don't think he yeah. was in the first episode. Oh, true. You're supposed to. The true Trek tradition, though, is an actor of the of the, you know, because even even the 09 reboot brought the original Spock back, and every. I don't think it would have counted. I guess if if the character Sarek was in the first episode of Discovery, the the true tradition, and this is something that I I, I criticize Trekkie uh, for nitpicking complaints about stuff uh, mm-hmm. and. That's that's I, I'm not even sure it's really a, a, that's not really something as a huge complaint, but that's my only right. that's an, the one. It's an observation. That's my yeah, that's my sole nitpicking of the show. I don't care. Like, obviously, Discovery as a ship looks a billion times nicer than the original Enterprise. And you know what? It, it should. What do you like? They shouldn't film in a shoebox and have, you know, a visible boom mic in half the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> I always like looking at like the blooper reel of, of an episode after I've watched it or before I've watched it and just look out for an error that they made. Or the first the first uh, episodes, it's not Starfleet, it's like Star Force or something stupid. Wow. But oh, I missed that. <laughs> they've got a, well, the original show, not, yeah. not, not Discovery. But right, right. obviously Discovery is going to have better technology. People are paying money for CBS All Access. They don't want something cheap. Uh, Ian Thomas Mullen. Uh, my website is at ianthomasmullen.com. I update that a few times a week, with usually with my movie and TV reviews that are linked to Rotten Tomatoes. And then Twitter is where I spend most of my time making announcements. My handle is Ian Thomas Malone. My books are on Amazon. Twitter is the best place where I announce any anything worthwhile. And I, I talk a lot about Star Trek. It's the ultimate franchise for liking, you know, just something you can constantly revisit and chew around. Much like a Russian novel, you know, you spend enough time with something and it, it doesn't really leave you and it doesn't have that kind of sense of beginning, middle and end to it. It's kind of more of a fluid entity. However you found sci-fi thoughts, be it iTunes, Stitcher, or any of the other podcast aggregation services, if you've enjoyed the show, go ahead and do us a favor. Go to wherever you get this podcast and leave us a review, even clicking a few stars. And this will help out the show in many ways. This is the last episode of the series with Ian Thomas Malone. 
The first episode of our series started in episode 78. If you want to find the first show, just go to the show archive, which you can find by using your favorite web search engine and type in Lancer Sci-Fi Thoughts Archive.